Today I would like to share something that has been on my heart. Uh, I was writing two sermons uh, for today. The first one I started, it didn't go well halfway. And then I started another one slightly similar and didn't go well. And I closed everything and I began to pray. And I said, God, you have to give me something because I have nothing. And uh, the Lord, I believe, put something on my heart. And maybe you're here today that this word is for you, but I definitely know that it's also for me because I did not arrive. But I'm willing and my heart is open for God to help me do what he asked me to do and to walk in what I'm going to share with you today. And the title of my message, of course, is take them off of your hit list. Take them off your hit list. And you probably know already where I'm going with this, but all of us at one point in our life, it's not when we're going to get, if we're going to get offended, but when. It's not if we're going to get hurt, but when. But more than that, it's also when are we going to hurt somebody? Or when are we going to offend someone? So often we just care about our life and we look at our life personally. And it's all about us. It's all about me. It's a me generation. But we don't realize that this me, this person also is capable not only to be offended, but to offend. Not only to get hurt, but to hurt somebody else. And the first point that I would like to talk about is when you're offended, hide not behind the service to the Lord, but go to them and reconcile. So often we know that as Christians, it's so easy when we offend somebody or when we're getting offended it's so easy to hide behind the ministry it's so easy to hide behind the service to the Lord but in Matthew 5 23 24 says therefore if you're if you're offering your gift at the altar and they remember and you remember that your brother or sister has something against you leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and reconcile with them then come and offer your gift. You see, in Matthew over here, it doesn't even talk about that if you offended somebody. But he says, if you remember at the altar, while you're serving God, while you're, you're, you're doing something for the Lord, if you remember that, that somebody is offended by you, you leave that and go and reconcile. You leave that moment of, of what you're made to be and go make it right. But you know that all of our life, it's an offering to the Lord. All of our life. So often we can, kept, we, we can get caught up with just a moment. But all of our life, it's a sacrifice to the Lord. It's an offering to the Lord. And we have to constantly be aware of that. God, is there something in my life that I'm doing to somebody that hurts them? Or is there something in me that somebody hurt me? That I'm, I'm holding dear to this hurt, to this pain, to this, to this something that, that somebody did, maybe intentionally or unintentionally. Help me, Lord, to forgive. Help me, God, not to pretend and not to hide behind the ministry. Not to hide behind something that I'm doing just to get busy, to get sidetracked. Those people that are married, you probably will know what I'm talking about, but often we it's not that we argue with our spouses, but we have intense fellowship. <laughs> and, and, and in that intense fellowship, you can say nice words, but your manners speak for itself. And so often you know that those tense fellowship come especially when you go to church. Especially when you're trying to go to, to the place where everybody's going to bring an offering to the Lord. Everybody's going to worship the Lord. 
And in that moment, something happens. Either the child's fault, or, or the coffee was not there, or, or something, something went wrong. And all of a sudden, you just take a deep breath, and, and you kind of look. And you don't say a whole lot, you just say a few words. But you know they were not right. And then you go to the church. And you close your eyes, and you worship. You know, but inside of your heart, there's, but hey, you were just not nice to somebody a moment ago. But yeah, I'm about to preach. I'm about to teach everybody how to live. Yeah, but what about you? What about you? Leave that offering and make it right. And of course, you know, you need a whole lot of boldness to come and say and, and speak English in that moment. They say, I'm sorry. And those moments come more like, you know, you kind of whisper, I'm sorry. And of course, because somebody's gracious and loving, and kind, they say, I'm sorry too. And it comes a moment when you just squeeze your hand and, and hold her hand. And, and all of a sudden, this freedom comes. This liberty comes. This joy comes. And the quicker you say sorry, the better it is. The longer you wait, the worse it gets. And you might not even end up saying sorry. So might as well you do it right away. Say, I'm sorry. And it's not going to hurt you. Trust me. But it's going to help you. Don't hide behind the ministry. Don't hide behind that, oh, we're doing something. We're going to preach. We're going to sing. We're going to do this or that. Oh, we're, do, we're helping the poor people. Oh, we're going to go and preach the gospel on the, on, on the streets. And you're hiding behind those things. But there is hurt in you. There is pain in you. There is an offense that you're holding to. And that offense has the power to kill you. Do you know that so often people actually hold offenses? They get hurt actually because of ministry. It's Christians I'm talking about. It's because of ministries. Because so often we want to do things our way. And if somebody is doing things differently, we get offended. Like it's only my ministry. Like I died on a cross. You know what I mean? Like I'm the only one that knows how to do this. And all of a sudden it becomes personal. Isn't the service before the Lord supposed to be about Him? It's supposed to be about Him, to Him, and for Him. But the moment you take it personally, this is the moment it becomes about you. It's no longer about the Lord. Leave that, altar, leave that, that worship at the altar. Leave that alone and go make it right. Say, I'm sorry. Don't keep them, okay, now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write your name down. I'm going to write your last name. If possible, I'm going to find out your address. And I'm going to hold this till the day I die. But I what I have against you. You're actually harming your own heart, your own life by doing that. Is it possible that often we can go so easily offended? So easily getting offended and give up on life. Give up on church. Sometimes we gather here and, and because somebody did not greet you well, you can get offended. Because somebody did not smile to you. Like they're obligated to do it and you got offended. What if somebody asked you, can you give the seed to the elderly please? And you got offended because it's your seed. Actually it's not. It's only for two hours you'll be sitting there. <laughs> but we can easily get offended as Christians. And mostly it becomes everything in the church. Everything about the ministry. Everything among us. 
But when we understand that we, as the body of Jesus Christ, when we gather together, we are to offer Him a pure sacrifice. A pure one. A pure sacrifice. In the Old Testament, when the priests were bringing sacrifices, there were not supposed to be any blemish on that sheep. It was supposed to be pure. My brother and my sister, same with us. We are obligated to bring to the Lord a pure sacrifice. A pure worship. A pure praise. And if you happen to remember that somebody might be having something against you. Leave that moment of worship. Because at that moment you're worshiping yourself. You're worshiping that idol that you're holding so dear. That hurt, that pain, that offense. Because in the middle of worship, you're actually thinking about death. Not about Almighty God. Leave that alone for a moment. And reach to, the other, to, the, to the another aisle. And say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And move on. Amen? Amen? Some people might say, well, I've done all those things and what now? Well, do your part and leave the rest for God to deal with. You know, sometimes we feel responsible to fix somebody and to fix everything. When we look at our life, there is a mess, but we want to fix somebody else. And in that moment, you know, leave that alone. Do your part. Look at yourself and say, God, I'm in need of you. And I'm going to do my part. I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I'm going to leave this offense alone. But now you deal with that person. And in Romans chapter 12, verses 18 through 19 says, If it's possible, as much as depends on you, Live peaceably with all men. Not some. Not your friends. But with all men. Even the people that you don't know on the street. Live peaceably. Go in peace. Don't be irritated. Just, just chill out. You know, sometimes something bothers us so much. And, and we react to everybody around us. Live peaceably. Put a smile on your face. Let the Christian walk that we are talking about so often be Evident in our own life. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. But leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Don't fix things with your hands because you're going to fail. By trying to fix things and force things to somebody else to, to just fix a relationship. Or fix a friendship. You're actually going to destroy it even more. But do your part and leave the rest to the Lord. Just say, I'm sorry where I'm wrong. Forgive me. If you're bitter, I I'm sorry, what can I do? And if they say nothing, then leave it at that. And move on. And leave into the hands of the Lord. Because God is our God. And He has your side when you walk according to His word. Amen? Amen. Point two, you'll be don't hold on to the offense. It will turn into poison. Look. Chapter 6, verse 45 says, A good man out of his good treasures of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of his treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Is it possible that so often we can hurt other people with our words, with what we do, with, with what we say? It's because we're hurt. Is it possible because once in our life we got Betrayed, we got hurt, and all of a sudden it comes out of us now because our heart is filled with that, and we don't know how to give out love, we don't know how to say good things about somebody, 
All what we know is to be harsh. Because our heart is filled with that. But my brother, my sister, don't hold to those offenses in your life. For different reasons, they might be, they might be there. For rightly so, when you, you can justify them. But choose not to hold to them. Because they're poison. And the moment you think that actually when you're holding them, that somebody else is going to reap and they're going to suffer. This is the moment that you're drinking this poison. And it's just time when it's going to come that you're actually going to die from it. If your heart is filled with poison, that will be coming out of your mouth. And the first person to die, it's actually you. It's actually you and me. If we choose to hold dear to that. In my life, there are moments that I could have got offended. There are moments that I could have got hurt. There are moments that I could have got bitter. But there was a cry in my heart. God, help me. Help me not to be in that position. Help me not to become to that place where, where I can consider to choose to hate somebody. Help me not to be in that position to choose to be mad at somebody. And to hold that offense. Help me to move on. Help me to cover with grace. Help me to, to just be able to love in the, even in the moments when they deserve something else than love. Help me. If you want to prosper, guard your heart from slander that leads to bitterness. You see, in the moments when we're hurt, in the moments when we, when we have somebody on our hit list, so to speak. In the moment when we kind of have our eyes fixed on some people. And we're just watching them every move they do it. We'll begin to slander them. And actually they will turn into bitterness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 says. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Along with all malice. The Bible is calling us to put those things away. And in the moment that it's impossible for me and for you to do, the Holy Spirit is there to help us to do just that. To do just that. The moment when you find yourself among some people and you begin to slander the authority, the leadership. Everything is not like that. That ministry leader is like this. This is like that. You know, everything is wrong, but you're perfect. I, I would suggest to look at yourself. I would suggest to look in that mirror that every morning you're getting up and you're looking in that face. That face is a little angry. That face that doesn't have life and a smile. That face that is hurting. Look at that face and say, I choose not to go this path. I choose not to slander today. I choose not to be bitter today. Because ultimately it's going to hurt me. And the Bible is calling me to put all these things away. And by God's grace I'm going to do just that. How do you know when you're getting bitter? It is the moment when you begin to talk bad about somebody. This is the moment. Sometimes we say, well, what is bitterness? What does it mean? Do, do we just become sour and our face kind of looks a little smooshed? Like, what does that mean? What is the moment it begins when you begin to talk bad about somebody? When everything is negative. When everything is not right. Everything is not perfect. This is the moment when bitterness is knocking in your door. This is the moment when bitterness wants to come into your life. And you have the authority. And you have the power. You have the choice. What to do with that? What to do with that? To accept it or to turn away from that? Or we can say, as David said in 
Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any, if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me into the way everlasting. The moment when you want to do the right thing. The moment when you want to choose to walk upright before the Lord. This is going to be the cry of our heart. Search me, O God. Test me. Reveal my heart to myself. Reveal what, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Is there any evil way in me that I'm just trying to get my way through? Are my intentions good or evil? Search me, O God. And know my heart. Show me my ways and lead me. This is going to be the, the prayer of you and me or of the people that want to do the right thing. Of the people that don't want to go the road of bitterness. Don't want to go the road of being hurt. Because you will get hurt. You will get hurt. I'm sorry to remind all of us today. We will get hurt in life. But what, what do we do with that hurt? This is what's important. And in that moment, we have the power and the authority the Holy Spirit is giving us to put that away. And to say, God, I'm going to go your way. And in that moment, when we want to blame everybody, we're going to say, but Lord, search me. Search me. Maybe I'm the issue. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe something is going on with my life. Search me, oh God. And this is when you do that. This is actually when you're going to bring that offering before the Lord. You wouldn't have to leave the offering and go reconcile. But you're going to be able to say, God, I'm open. I'm open before you. For correction, for encouragement, for your blessing, for whatever what it is. My heart and my life is open before you because I want to do the right thing. I'm choosing to walk with you. And at this moment, if somebody offended me, I'm going to forgive them. At this moment, I'm choosing to cover them with grace. In this moment, I'm not going to hide behind the ministry. I'm not going to hide behind something that I'm trying to offer you. That is not pure. But in this moment, I'm going to be real with you. And I'm going to choose to do the right thing. And you lead me and guide me. Point three. Take them off of your hit list. And put them on your prayer list. <laughs> take them off of your hit list. And put them on your prayer list. Luke's, Luke chapter 6 verse 27-30 says. But to you who are listening. I say love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Are you serious? <laughs> to those that hate me. I mean to do good to the enemy. It's kind of like it's a little easier. You know what I mean? Can you go feed your enemy? Somebody's there. You just throw them a burger and everything is good. But to do good to those that hate you, you know how hard that is? You know how hard that is? We can just read the scripture and go home and be like, yes. And we can even quote the scripture. But it's really hard, my friend. It is really hard. But in that moment when it's really hard, take them off of your hit list and put them on your prayer list. And when you're going to pray for that person, God will help you. And good is going to come out of you. It's not because me and you are good. But Christ himself who is good and the source of goodness will help us to do good. 
Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Pray for those who mistreat you. There will be people that will mistreat you. There will be friends and family and church members and leadership. There will be people that will hurt you. But don't write their name on a hit list. But write their name on your prayer list. In the moment when you wake up in the morning and you're anxious, you're hurting, cry out to the Lord for them. Say, God, I can't do this, but you can. I can't fix this, but you can. I don't have the strength to forgive, but you have the strength to give me to do the impossible. And when you do that, God will help you. And God will lead you. And God will guide you. If your attempts to reconcile with that person are not working, do something different. So often we are people that like repetition. And if you don't believe me, just pay attention to what you're doing tomorrow. You're going to do the same thing what you did last Monday. You're going to wake up, pray, or do whatever you do. Brush your teeth, get ready, and go to work, come back, and do the same thing. But we never are so intentional to reach out to that person that have offense, offended us. We never take the, the strength and, and go out of our way a little bit to, to do something different about it. And we just say, well, nothing is working. Nothing is working because you're doing the same thing. But maybe we can do something different. Try to do something different. And by doing something different, it's actually praying for them. Every morning. In the evening. At work sometimes. Bless their life. And trust me, you will turn around. Trust me, it will be better for you and for that person. Trust me, a moment will come when God is going to change that person. And that person is going to come to you. And reconciliation will happen. Because you chose to take them out of the hit list and put them on your prayer list. You can't serve to the fullness till you make it right with God and other people. You can't. You can't have joy in your life till you make it right with God and other people. You can't just walk in bitterness and choose to, to just have this poison in your life by choosing not to forgive, not to reconcile and think that things are going to get better. You can't go that way. It's going to get worse. But I want to encourage you today. To be real with God. And to be real with each other. If there are parents here that you have a relationship with your kids that are not the strongest. Reach out to them and say sorry. If there are kids here, youth, young adults that are in this place. That you know you have wronged your parents. You know that you hurt them. Reach out to them and ask for forgiveness. Maybe they have hurt, have hurt you. And you have every reason to be bitter and upset. Forgive them. Forgive them. You will be well with your soul when you do that. Forgive them. And as in Matthew. As I read in the beginning. So often we hide behind the offerings. So often we hide behind the business of what we do. The business of the ministry. The business of serving. But yet avoiding that person. 
because somebody hurt us or we have hurt them. Choose to walk God's way. Choose to say today, God, help me. Help me not to be bitter. And help me to forgive. New Testament is full of examples that says that if you hate your brother, you actually are a murderer. That's serious. Can you imagine so often we hate each other in the name of the Lord, in the name of ministry, in the name of serving? It becomes almost like a competition. It becomes almost like who is better and who is not. I have to be honest with you. I have this in my heart to share. And I'm sorry I don't know who this is for. But I beg you in the name of Jesus. Let your service to the Lord be pure. Let it not become about you. But let it become about Him. And when it becomes about Him. The Bible is asking us to be united not divided. To be as one not individual. To be one body of Jesus Christ. And in my conclusion. As I would ask the worship band to come. And we're just going to go in a time of worship. I would like to talk about. Two people. That bring an example to us. What can be done to us. Or to our life. When we choose to walk in bitterness. And of course, this passage is about Cain and Abel. You see, both of these brothers, they, they were playing, growing up. They had things going on together. Their parents were there. But it came a moment when they understood that they were old enough to be able to bring sacrifice to the Lord. They came to a point when, when one brother said, well, I'm a hard worker. I'm going to work things with my hands. I'm going to go to the fields and bring all these crops. And I'm going to bring an offering to the Lord. And there was another brother that said, you know what? I, I, I'm more like a pastor. I have a heart for the animals. I have a heart for the sheep. And in the moment when I want to bring things to the Lord, I'm going to go and grab the sheep and bring things to the Lord. It almost seems like it's a little bit easier. And the person that is working harder... The person that is actually working on the field and, and is gathering the crops. He's saying, how, how did he deserve for this offering to be accepted? And all of a sudden it became a competition before God. It became a competition that they had before them. Not in both of them, but in one of them. And all of a sudden the ministry before the Lord. The offering that they were bringing before the Lord. It became about Him. Not about the Lord. And in Genesis chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 says. So the Lord said to Cain. Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well. Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well. Sin lies at the door. And it desires for you. But you should rule over it. And another translation says. You should take dominion over it. It all became, it all began from anger. It all became from bitterness. It all began from taking that offense and keeping close. How, how come that person is doing this? 
and it's accepted, but mine is not because I worked harder on the fields. It all begins when we start comparing things, especially in ministry, especially in ministry. My brothers and my sisters, don't compare yourself to other people. Do what the Lord has asked you to do and do it well. And when you choose to do that, when you choose to do that, God will bless you. And he says right here, if you do well, will you not be accepted? It's not about competition. It's about you doing well what God has asked you to do. And when you do that, you will not keep offenses. You will not keep hurt. You will not keep bitterness. But you're going to say, I'm going to do well for you, O God. It's not a competition to serve you. But see, Abel had a chance. They brought this offering as I was reading in Matthew. They brought this offering before the Lord. And God says to him, sin lies at your door. You have bitterness in your life. You're angry. You hate your brother. Do something about this. I'm giving you the power to take control over this issue. But Cain did not pay attention to that. Cain did not pay attention to that. And he decided to keep his offenses. And as a result, he killed his brother. That's why I said in the New Testament, the bar is even higher. We don't have to go and seek for our enemies or seek for those people that have hurt us to try to do something to them. But he says the moment he, this, this hatred is conceived in your heart, the moment you allow bitterness and hate to be towards your brother and towards your sister, you actually murdered them already. Oh my God, help me and help all of us. It's so serious, my brother and my sister. Don't hide behind the ministry. Don't hide behind something and say, this is in the name of the Lord. This is an offering to the Lord. When you're dealing with things in your heart, you're dealing with things in your mind, you're dealing with things in your life, and you know they're wrong. And this is when God comes and is asking you, put them away. This sin desires for you. It's craving for you because it's poisonous. You have a choice. You have a choice. And you might struggle. And say, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to, how to become free from this hatred and from this pain, from bitterness. I don't know how to do all those things. My brother, my sister, it's good that you don't. Because you can't do it on your own. But there's a quote actually that I actually really like. That is written by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he says, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can. And my brother and my sister. You can't do it in your own. You can't push away this darkness. Only light can push away the darkness. And Jesus says. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And when you invite him into your problems. When you invite him into your situations. This light that, that comes actually will shine the path and will help you to the right thing. You can't do it in your own, but Jesus can help you because He's the light of the world. Hate cannot drive out hate. You cannot repay evil for evil. It's just going to be a bigger mess. But the only way you can drive out hate is through love. 
And Jesus says, I am love. And he who comes to me, I will give him this love. I will come to you. I will live in you. And I will help you to do the impossible. This is the gospel. You can't do it in your own. You can't do it on your own. But he can help you. He can help you. What path will you choose to walk? Ken's path or Abel's path? Choose. What kind of list are you keeping in your pocket at home on your phone? A prayer list about your people, about your friends, about your families? Or a hit list? If you're going to keep your hit list, you're actually going to get killed. You might walk around but be dead inside because it's poisonous. But if you're going to put them on a prayer list, life will be in your life. And you will be joyful. And you will serve the Lord. It's not going to be hard for me and for you to say, I'm sorry. It's not going to be hard for me and for you to say, search me, O God. Because all of my ways are open before you. It's not going to be too hard for us to say, how can I bless you? How can I pray for you? I'm sorry if I offended you. And it's not going to be hard to do what God has called us to do. Because He is the source of love. And He's the source of light. Amen? Amen. God bless you. If we can stand, please. And I have a simple altar call. It's really simple. If you have people that you're keeping them on your hit list, give that hit list to the Lord and write their names on your prayer list. And pray for them. And this is going to be a good moment to start to do this here today. And if this is you, come join me here. And we're going to pray together. God bless you. Thank you so much for your willingness. And just being able to say, God, search me. And being here. And please know that often it's not so easy to forgive. It's not. But God can give you the strength. And if you're here today that... You might say, Pastor Pavel, I don't know how to do this. It's so hard for me. We have actually a prayer team right here in the back. <clears throat> in the back of you. And you can raise your hand and, and, and say, I need help. I need actually somebody to pray for me. And pray with me. I need help. And if this is you, please raise your hand. And there's brothers and sisters here in the back. And they will help you. And we're just going to pray. And if you can raise your hand, please. There's uh, somebody here. And we're just going to pray together. And all the church, let's lift our hands and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we're choosing to go your way. Lord, we are here and we're responding to this warning. We don't want to go Cain's way. God, Help us never to hide, to hide behind sacrifices, hide because behind things that we can offer to you. And, but deep inside we're hurting, we are holding offense, we can't forgive, we're offending others. Lord, we're putting this at your altar. Help us to let it go. Help us to forgive those that wronged us. 
Oh, Holy Spirit, help us to ask for forgiveness. Give us the courage if we have hurt somebody, intentionally or unintentionally. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh Lord, to forgive. Help us, oh God. Oh God, you are the light of this world. Come into our life and push the darkness away. You are the love. Come and push the hatreds away. You are the source of life. And we invite you to come into our life. Help us, oh God. You see every person here in front. Oh God, I'm asking you to hear us. In this moment of quietness. In the moment when tears are coming down their face. Lord, hear them from heaven. Help them. Help them, oh God. In this moment when we're being vulnerable and honest with you. Hear us, oh God. Help us to forgive. Help us to forgive. We thank you, Lord, that we have hope in you. Let's just take it for a moment, brothers and sisters. We thank you, God, that you had given us this moment to be honest with you, to be open with you. Now we choose to go your way. We want to do what is right. Lord, help us to be kind. Help us to forgive. Help us not to hurt other people. Help us, oh God. And help us to pray for our enemies. Help us not to hold them into our list that we keep them accountable for every little thing. But we give that list to you, oh God. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to give us the power and the strength to pray for those that have done wrong to us. To bless our enemies. Help us, oh God. And we can do this through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.